And welcome back. I'm Ron Alesco, and this is Traditions. We're in our final hour today. And I have a, a guest in our studio, and I have been so anxious to meet him. Uh, I've admired his work for, for a number of years. He's, he used to do a, a, a hopefully he'll still do again, a, a, a internet radio show called uh, the Down Home Radio. It was originally done with uh, Henrietta Yurachenko, who was one of the leading icons, uh, one of the first people ever to rec- do folk radio. And uh, this gentleman has become involved in folk music, um, especially the, the blossoming scene that's happening in Brooklyn. He is one of the founders of the Brooklyn Folk Festival, and uh, he's here in our studio because next weekend it's the eighth edition. I'd like to welcome to Traditions, Mr. Eli Smith. Eli, so good to see you. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me on the show. Well, I'm, I'm so glad to be here that you're, you could be here today. And uh, as I said, I, I have been wanting to talk to you for so long. Uh, uh, I've admired your, your work with folk music. You've been involved in it for, for, for years, I, I believe. Yeah, yeah, for, for a few years at this point. Uh, thank you for the compliments on Down Home Radio. I started that 10 years ago in, in 2006 as a, as a podcast uh, with Henrietta Yurchenko, who would have been 100 years old this year. Uh, she had arguably the first folk music radio show in New York City on WNYC starting in 1939, and we did the show... Uh, together for a couple of years there as a podcast, and I, I've continued to do the program over the years. And in 2009, I started the Brooklyn Folk Festival, and so we're going to have our, our eighth year this year, the uh, eighth annual Brooklyn Folk Festival coming up next weekend, uh, April 8th, 9th, and 10th at uh, St. Anne's Church, a uh, uh, huge uh, sort of Gothic cathedral sort of building in, in uh, Brooklyn Heights, there. And it's going to be a wonderful festival, 35 bands, three days of music, uh, workshops, film screenings, jam sessions, contests, including the uh, famous banjo toss, <laughs> banjo throwing competition. So you will have a, have a big time. It's going to be a whole lot of fun. It, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful event, and uh, I am so happy uh, that it's happening because, you know, unlike a lot of folk festivals, and even on my, even my show, I have to admit, I play some music that uh, is really not traditional music, but the the Brooklyn Folk Festival and and the folk scene that's happening in Brooklyn is really centered around the tradition. Yes, there are people that make original songs, but I think the the grasping of the roots is, is yeah, it's, really it's important. It is yeah, it's it's uh it's you know the vital source of the music. Obviously, is um, folk music is a um, and so far as as it's a genre or it's an idea, it's one that in many ways looks backwards. Where it's not, uh, it's music that has a deep appreciation for for history and, and as well it should. So at the Brooklyn Folk Festival, we've tried to really have a diverse festival. Um, I love songwriters, of course, singer songwriters, and we have a number of great ones at the Brooklyn Folk Festival this year, uh, including the the legendary Michael Hurley mm. is coming back. He was a big hit last year, and. Uh, but also, you know, we try to feature a lot of music, not only from the United States, but from around the world, traditional music, uh, stuff that here in the United States you might be familiar with, old-time string band music, blues, jug band music, gospel and spirituals, but also music, uh, traditional music from, uh, well, this year from Mexico, Ethiopia, some Afro-Colombian music, some amazing traditional Syrian music, and some Italian, uh, tradi- traditional Italian music. So there, it's it's really a diverse genre, and I think it's important to make that clear at a folk festival. And if you look at the classic folk festivals in the 1960s that I've always been inspired by, but like the early Newport folk festivals, that's really what they did. And uh, so that's what we're trying to do, too. Uh, so I hope people will enjoy. Oh, I'm sure they will. I mean, a number of these artists are people we've been playing on this program, including like Jaron Blindboy Paxton and Michael Hurley, as you mentioned, Farrell Foster, Spirit Family Reunion, um, and so many others, including your own band, the Downhill Strugglers, with uh, with John Cohen, original Newport, uh, a New Lost City Rambler. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I, I predictably I, I I do book my own old time string band, the Downhill Strugglers. We'll be playing on the Sunday of the festival on April 10th. And yeah, John Cohen has really has been a, a friend and a mentor for us um, for years. Uh, and he, yeah, we play with John Cohen uh, quite often. Of course, a, a founding uh, member of the New Lost City Ramblers, the great sort of New York string band from the 1950s and 60s era, 
along with uh, Mike Seeger and Tom Paley and Tracy Schwartz. Uh, one of my favorite bands. I, I, it, it's been great working with John, and I, I always loved the New Lost City Ramblers, you know, growing up and stuff. Mm-hmm. I was a big fan. It's it's nice to see that uh, you mentioned mentors. I mean, it seems like they're becoming involved in the scene too, helping yes. to, to get younger people involved in it as well. Well, yeah. I mean, we have a wonderful scene, folk music scene going on in uh, Brooklyn and in New York City right now with a lot of you know young people that are that are coming up. And if you know the Brooklyn Folk Festival, I, I book. It's I, it's a music based festival. I don't book based on celebrity or hype. It's all about the music. So a, a lot of the artists that you'll see there, you may not have heard before. But if you'd like to discover some great new folk artists, um, come to the Brooklyn Folk Festival. Uh, you'll see. You'll, I think you'll see some music that you'll really like. But you know, it's 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 definitely multi generational, and it skipped a generation, at least one. Hmm. There's a lot of young people in their 20s and 30s that are playing, and then there are folk music artists as well as fans who came to the music, you know, in the 1960s, the 50s, the 60s, even in the 70s, and then it skipped a generation. So there's um, some older people and then young people and then and not as many people that are in their 40s and 50s now. It's interesting. Yeah. But one, of, one thing that I'm trying to do and proud of doing is to connect the older generation with the young generation. I think that's important. Yeah, I mean, that's what started the folk revival. I mean, you had, we're bringing people back like Mississippi John Hurt and all yeah, of the that's classics. Right. That's, and, yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's a good point. <laughs> well, you know what? I'd, I'd like to play something because you, you, you also released a couple of CDs from previous festivals. Yeah, and, live recordings yeah. from the festival, yeah. I'd like to give our, our audience a sample of some of the great music they're going to hear. Um, Jaron Maligneboy Paxton, he's really uh, becoming popular. Yeah, he's... Um, Blind Boy Paxton has played at every single Brooklyn Folk Festival uh, since 2009. I just realized that the other day. I was like, wow, he's played wow. at every one. And he's starting to become much better known, as well he should be, because he's amazing. Yeah. Um, but we're lucky to have him back at the festival this year. He, he was able to make it, and we're happy for that. So maybe we could hear uh, Blind Boy Paxton, um, who's an incredible multi-instrumentalist, and a, including a great blues guitarist and singer. We could hear his version of the Catfish Blues live at the Brooklyn Folk Festival a few years ago. Well, I wish I was a catfish Swimming way down in a deep blue sea I'd have all these good-looking women, Lord, fishing after me, fishing after, fishing after, fishing after, fishing after me, Lord, fishing after me. to my baby's house and I sat down on her step she said come on in daddy my husband just now left husband just now husband just now husband just now husband just now baby's house and I sat down inside her door I said I'll leave so soon in the morning your man won't never know your man never know your man never your man never your man never know the berries you know the doggone sweeter the juice it takes brown skin woman for my for my particular use for my particular use my particular my particular my particular use Lord. 
watching it take a lot of gravel and show building solid road take fine brown skin lawn satisfy my soul satisfy my satisfy 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 my soul Wish I was a catfish swimming way down in that old deep blue sea. I'd have all these good looking women fishing after, fishing after, fishing after, fishing after, fishing after. Jerome, Jerome, right? Am I pronouncing it right? Jerome. Jerome, okay. <laughs> I'm terrible with pronunciation. Excuse me, folks. Uh, Blind Boy Paxton. Wow. I, he is phenomenal. Uh, I've, I've seen him a couple of times, and uh, his grasp of, of, of the traditions and, and sharing it with an audience is just somebody you've really got to watch. I mean, he, he was made for DVDs, you know, <laughs> for people to see him perform. <laughs> yeah, his, he's a great performer. Uh, not only a fabulous musician and singer, but... It's worth it. It's well worth it to see him live. He's, yeah. he's fantastic live. <laughs> For those of you just tuning in, this is Traditions on WFUFM. I'm Ron Alesco, and my guest today is uh, Eli Smith, who is uh, the founder of the Brooklyn Folk Festival. And the eighth annual festival is taking place this coming uh, weekend, April 8th through the 10th, at St. Anne's Church, 157 Montague Street in Brooklyn. That's between Clinton and Henry Street. Uh, starts Friday night, correct? The festival begins at 8 p.m. on Friday, April 8th, and goes all day Saturday the 9th and all day Sunday the 10th. Um, about 35 different bands, uh, all different uh, styles within the diverse genre of, of folk music, uh, with a focus on, you know, on traditional music or uh, vernacular music is another term for it. Really wonder wonderful stuff, stuff with deep, deep roots and, yeah. and a whole lot of fun and you have a, a, a bunch of workshops as well right so sort of following along with the, what the original newport and such did but on, on, on yeah that's right yeah workshops uh dances film screenings contests we have uh workshops on uh the band you know if you want to learn how to play an instrument a little bit we have a banjo workshop a ukulele workshop blues guitar uh fiddle so come check that out it's all included with the price of admission uh which is very reasonable and as well as family stuff, we got a nice family uh, kids sort of sing along concert on the on the Sunday early afternoon there, and uh, some other kids stuff. Uh, build your own DIY instrument workshop. I think is a lot of fun for kids, mm-hmm. and uh, also a, a topical songs portion if people want to hear some contemporary songs, you know, quote protest songs or songs about issues in the news, as well as uh, freedom songs of the civil rights movement. We have a wonderful activist and singer named Maddie Jones veteran civil rights activist going all the way back to the 1950s. She's uh, an older lady in her 80s, and she's really a keeper of the freedom songs from the civil rights movement during the 20th century. So she's going to be leading a big workshop. I mean, it's on the main stage so uh, mm-hmm. uh, about that on, on Sunday mid-afternoon as well. So there's really uh, some a lot of stuff. It's a, quite a rich program this year. Yeah, and it's, it's, it's fascinating because it, it's really... A traditional festival, as we said before, I mean, it, it, it's unlike a lot of the other festivals where you go to have beer and eat food and watch singer-songwriters. I mean, this is is really a, a, a fest that, that that's exploring the roots and and it's not a um, how, how do I say it? I mean, you're gonna get you're gonna learn things, but it's not kind of a dry um, classroom session. I mean, right? It, I mean, I, I yeah, some uh, folk music. You always are are educating a little bit, but it's not it's not an academic festival. Obviously, it's a it's a music festival, and it's it's a, it's a whole lot of fun. But yeah, you're you're guaranteed to learn about some new music sure. that you, that you didn't know about and some traditions that you might not have been aware of. So yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. We just try to put on a legit folk festival. 
a lot of folk festivals are really, you know, sort of singer-songwriter festivals or indie rock festivals, the way that, which is the, just the way that they book. But we're trying to offer what I, I consider an authentic folk festival. Yeah. So. Well, you're here in our studio today, and you've got your banjo. I, I do, you yeah, yeah. Share something. <laughs> I'm here as a promoter, you know, for the Brooklyn Folk Festival, but I, I yeah, I play music as well, so I, I'm, I'll play a banjo tune for you. Here's a banjo tune called The Last Chance. become interested in folk music uh where, where did it, your roots begin well I, i'm from greenwich village originally in the west village there in manhattan and i was growing up uh going to high school in the mid late 1990s there and i always liked music and i i kind of eventually heard in by chance in some ways you know quote folk music i heard woody guthrie and i liked him a lot and then i heard mississippi john hurt and i liked that and I got into the New Lost City Ramblers, John Cohen's band, and they always had awesome liner notes that told, you know, mentioned their source recordings, and I started spending all my allowance money and, and uh, high school job money buying, <laughs> buying CDs and stuff. And I just investigated the music quite thoroughly, and then I also at that moment, Smithsonian Folkways reissued the Anthology of American Folk Music that Harry Smith put out back in the 50s. They, they reissued it in the, in the late 90s there, and I got that right away and loved that very much, and I still do. It's a touchstone. It remains a touchstone for me and for a lot of people that are kind of coming up over the last few years. Are, are, you know, we still go back to that original uh, collection that, uh, that a lot of people in the 60s actually was a, it was a touchstone for them as well. So, I, yeah, I think that's how I kind of got into it, and I just had a, had a, uh, a passion for the music, and I've, I've been going down that road ever since. <clears throat> excuse me, learning to play and also getting into uh, organizing things and doing radio and stuff like that um, to get, get the, get the word, bring the music to the people to get the word out. Absolutely. I'm so thankful you are doing that. And uh, I'm so thankful. And a, a great, I'll also mention that a great advent for me and for all of us in the scene there uh, in the city right now was the Jalopy Theater. Mm-hmm. And the Brooklyn Folk Festival, I produced the Brooklyn Folk Festival with the Jalopy Theater, which is by far the great folk club in New York right now. It's located in the sort of Carroll Gardens Red Hook area in Brooklyn. And it's a venue as well as a music school. They have classes and all different instruments, guitar and banjo and everything. And uh, it's also an instrument store and repair shop and also a bar. <laughs> and restaurant and coffee shop and everything. So there's a lot going on. And it's a record label. Uh, I'm, I'm currently managing Jalopy Records, and we just put out our, or we're, it's going to come out at the Folk Festival, our first new album uh, in a few years, The Lost Train Blues, which is a collection of Library of Congress oh. field recordings that I edited. I researched at the Library of Congress, and we uh, got new transfers and remastered them and, and edited it. And it really came out quite nice. So if people want to pick up their copy of Lost Train Blues, you have to come down to the Brooklyn Folk Festival. Oh, wow. I hope you'll get us a copy, too. I'll I'd be love. sure to send you a copy. <laughs> yes, of course. I'd uh, love to share it. Now, you, you, you mentioned your, your, your band, uh, the, the Downhill uh, Strugglers. That's right, uh, yeah, Downhill Strugglers. Now, this is a group that's you – know, you, how long have you been together? You've been together – A few years, four few, or five years. But in that time, you, you've already recorded an album for Smithsonian Folkways. You're on the soundtrack album for uh, – For Inside Lewin Davis, yeah. right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we've been busy, very busy. Uh, we played at uh, the Kennedy Center last year and at the, at the Library of Congress itself and at the Newport Folk Festival. 
And yeah, we got a song there on the soundtrack to the Coen Brothers film Inside Lewin Davis that was about the folk singer that was sort of vaguely related to Dave Van Ronk uh, in, the, in Greenwich Village. I'm surprised more films haven't been made about the folk scene yeah. in Greenwich Village in the 60s because it, it's quite a romantic time. It's, it's like seems like you could make like many good films that are set there. So maybe that'll continue to happen. But the, yeah, that's, Inside Lewin Davis was the only film that's really been made about that era. And, and it was uh, kind of controversial, too, because some of the people that were from that era felt it was nothing representing them, which... Uh... Yeah, and, you know, I understand that. I, I think the, the you know, so-called folk music era in the village in the 50s and, and 60s was a, a really, like, a f- really fun time yeah. where with a lot of really, like, cool people that were, like, super supportive and, like, <laughs> like nice and, 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 like, chill people. And instead, like, the Inside Lewin Davis film, was it was a Coen Brothers movie. It was, it was right. pretty dark. And, you know, the characters were not very likable. You know, they were kind of like mean-spirited people. And, and I think that was a big letdown for a lot of people that were actually um, part of that awesome folk music scene at that time. So that's that's too bad. I enjoyed the film. I thought it was a really cool movie. But I, I do understand that it was like not what people wanted it to be. And so maybe there will be another film someday that it has a different you know, <laughs> take on the scene. But, you know... It's definitely worth watching. Well, it, it's definitely worth listening to that soundtrack because it is a, just a, a truly wonderful uh, recording. Um, I want to play something else from uh, from some of the other artists that we're going to play. Who, who who would you like to uh, to share now? From, from well, let's play that? something from another band that's going to be back at the festival this year. Maybe we could hear. Let's hear something. Uh, something different. Maybe we could hear track fifteen on on this one here. Mm-hmm. which is from Radio Horocho, a, fa- a fabulous uh, Son Horocho group. That's a style of music from the Veracruz area in Mexico. And this is uh, their song called El Toro Zacamandu. Beautiful song.
that sounds like a lot of fun. Radio Jaracoa? My... Uh, Radio Horocho. Horocho. Oh, my pronunciation is horrible. Oh. I apologize. You could do the show for me now. <laughs> You're doing great. They're a wonderful group that I've known known for years. They're based in, in New York City there. Uh, Radio Horocho, um, which is uh, Son Horocho, is a style of uh, wonderful style, as you heard from the Veracruz uh, area in, in Mexico. And they make all their own instruments out of like whole cedar trees, like logs. Yeah. Uh, as a wonderful group. So they're going to play on the Saturday night of the Brooklyn Folk Festival on April 9th. They really bring the party. I like to have <laughs> uh, some really like fun like or party bands on the Saturday, really get everybody out of their seats. and yeah, yeah, I, That's good. I, I love what you're doing because you're, you're, you're celebrating all the cultures and all the styles that, 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 that make up folk music and make up Brooklyn and in, in the city. That yeah, we're in. absolutely. We try to represent communities um, in New York City, in Brooklyn, and you know, in, in the New York City area, of course. So mm-hmm. yeah, we'll also have an awesome um, Afro-Colombian band at the festival this year, and uh, some traditional Syrian music and Ethiopian music. Not a huge Ethiopian community in in New York, but <laughs> but wonderful music. Um, uh, this um, musician will be playing the the krar, k r a r, which is a type of lyre uh, from Ethiopia. Some people say it resembles King David's harp from the Bible. It's a very ancient instrument. That's really cool. It's 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 fascinating. Uh, the, the 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 whole Brooklyn folk music scene uh, that's kind of blossomed. Uh, it has in the last 10 years, yeah. Do you have any reason for that? I mean, is it because you know younger people are moving there? Is it why, why Brooklyn? Why, why now? Yeah, well, I mean, who can afford to live in Brooklyn anymore? Yeah, so, true. who knows? But it, yeah, I think the reason it goes in waves, you know, cycles maybe every 30 years or so, it, it kind of comes back. But also, you mentioned Henrietta Yurchenko before the wonderful. Uh, ethnomusicologist and, and folk radio personality that I got to know uh, in the last years of her life. And uh, I used to do my podcast with Down Home Radio. And people would ask her that question, and she actually had some good, uh, some good knowledge on that. She, she said in times of uh, crisis, in times of war and economic recession and political turmoil, uh, folk music, the idea of folk music comes back because people are alienated and they're looking for something that they think mm. of as authentic or human. And I think that's true. I mean, it's true. It, it Folk music uh, as an idea, folk music in quotes, first kind of came around as something like the way we think of it now in the 1930s during the, during the Great Depression and up through the World War II era. People like Woody Guthrie and Pete Seeger and Lead Belly and many others that were working in New York and creating the modern folk music movement at that time. And then it came back in the 60s, the great political upheavals of the 1960s. Mm-hmm. And it's back now, I think, for obvious reasons. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> that, there it is. Well, with the election we're about to have, it should come out pretty big. <laughs> we're gonna, we yeah. need it now, especially. Things are getting, things are getting <laughs> super real. Whatever uh, happens, it's bound to be interesting times the next few years absolutely and hopefully we have some good music for it well yeah can i ask you for another tune or something yeah of course yeah Uh, i still have my banjo here i tuned it up i'll play you an old ballad i got really into the music of virgil anderson over the last couple years he's a wonderful banjo player and singer from tennessee so I'll play you his version of Wild Bill Jones, which is a, a wonderful old ballad about uh, jealousy and murder. Man. He 
was walking with my little girl I told him to leave her alone He said my age is twenty-one Too old to be controlled I drew my revolver from my side And I destroyed that poor boy's soul Staggered and he fell upon the ground. He gave me a dying groan. They put the handcuffs on me and drug me up in jail. And I wrote my love a letter. Honey, you go my bell. She wrote me back an answer. Honey, are you confined? She wrote me back an answer Honey, are you confined? She wrote me back another Honey, come home sometime Great. Oh, love that. Love that song. Uh, now, thank you. Now, as you're playing the banjo, uh, I was thinking about an event that takes place at the Brooklyn Folk Festival that's, uh, I don't know whether the word famous or infamous is, is popular, <laughs> is, is yeah. appropriate, but the banjo toss. Uh, the banjo, <laughs> right. The banjo toss banjo throwing competition. See who can throw a banjo the farthest and win a free banjo, not the one you tossed. It's an absurd competition that I thought of a few years ago. I thought the Brooklyn Folk Festival should have its own unique uh, competition. And I'm a banjo player, and, you know, it's it's a cathartic event for me to, to just throw that thing. So every year we've had the banjo, the, the Brooklyn Folk Festival banjo toss. What we do is we have one banjo that we attach to a rope, and we throw it out into uh, the Gowanus Canal, which is a canal near the venue. And the rope has markings on it to see, you know, how far it went. The rope pays out. You see how far it went. And then you reel it back in, and then the next person tries, and whoever throws it the farthest uh, wins a nice uh, new free banjo. Uh, it's a whole lot of fun. We, yeah. we meet at a certain location. We have a jug band that leads a parade from there down to the Banjo Toss Arena or the, the side of the canal there. <laughs> And we have live music, and it's 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 it's, it's a whole, it's a lot of fun. People really go wild with it. Yeah, <laughs> oh, that's great. I, you know, it's uh, people joke about the banjo, but at least you have fun with it. And I, I think it uh, it's very cathartic for me. Yeah, and it also gets people who may not know about folk music to to, to check it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> well, uh, our audience, if if you're you're looking to find out more, again, the website is brooklynfolkfest.com. The Brooklyn Folk Festival, the eighth annual, takes place this coming. Weekend, April 8th through 10th at St. Anne's Church, 157 Montague Street in Brooklyn. That's between Clinton and Henry. Uh, is this the, You've had a couple locations, haven't you? Or is it, it's been yes. St. Anne's for a couple years now. But. Yeah. Well, it's the 8th annual Brooklyn Folk Festival, and we've had a lot of locations. We started out at the Jalopy Theater, and the Jalopy, of course, is uh, the presenter of the Brooklyn Folk Festival. It's a co-production between myself and the Jalopy Theater and School of Music great folk music venue uh, there in Brooklyn. And we started out at the Jalopy, then we were at this sort of warehouse space in Red Hook by the water, and then we were at the Bell House, a big venue in Brooklyn there for a couple years. And uh, we we even took over an abandoned hardware store for a year. We were hard up for a venue, and we were a landlord donated this huge vacant retail space that we transformed into this like carnival kind of thing. It was a lot of work, but really awesome. That was in 2012. And then the Bell House. And yeah, so now we're at St. Anne's Church, which is an incredible sort of Gothic cathedral kind of building. It seats 800. 
and has uh, incredible stained glass and stuff. It's a beautiful venue for music. The acoustics are great. It's a great place. It, it's a great for live sound. It's really nice. So it's our nicest venue uh, yet by far, and we're happy to be there again this year. Well, I hope you have a lot of success. I hope you fill those 800 seats. That would be nice. I know. <laughs> well, um, Eli, I wonder if you could uh, share another song with us. You've got your guitar here as well today. Yeah, yeah. I'll play a guitar song here for you. Uh, maybe I'll just... Play you a guitar rag that I wrote recently. I go on tour with my string band, the Downhill Strugglers, and we were in Midway, Kentucky when I thought of this guitar rag. So it's, it's the Midway rag. I, I love ragtime guitar. And, Midway yeah, rag. Yeah. Midway rag. You know, I'm thinking uh, back in the folk revival days, people had to go down to find either the old 78s or find the musicians who were you know, living like the Mississippi yeah, yeah, John Hurt sure. and such, or Reverend Gary Davis who was living in a, you know, in a, here in, in, a, in Harlem. But nowadays, you know, I guess with all the technology, I mean, it's probably easier in some respects to find the music, but probably harder in others to really get that authentic feel because people are learning from recordings of people who learn from the originals. Yeah, yeah. It, it's an interesting time because in, okay, to uh, compare to the 1960s era, a young banjo player then could go hear Doc Boggs play and see him play, but only if not too many of his recordings were available and so on. Now, someone like Doc Boggs or everyone from that generation essentially is is gone but so much more information is available so many more recordings and time has passed and you get perspective after you know decades have gone by you can look back with some clarity maybe so i think young people now first of all have access to a tremendous amount of information and it's free in many cases on the internet and so there's the possibility of a fantastic education for people that want it. You're, <clears throat> excuse me, rarely going to hear the old out kind of old music on the radio. And basically never see it on TV, and it's not going to come at you on the Internet right away. But if you look for it, it is there. And then there's like a significant population um, of younger musicians that are coming out now that are taking advantage of that access and, and, and getting that education for themselves. And that's who I book at the Brooklyn Folk Festival, basically. It's, it's not a huge scene. I, I feel like I know almost everyone nationally. But, yeah, that's, that's what the Brooklyn Folk Festival does, is mm -hmm. to provide a venue for that, because there are very few festivals that, that book that way, very few folk festivals. Um, 
So that's what the Brooklyn Folk Festival is about, is, is giving a big stage and giving some um, honor and, and respect to that music and the people that are trying to play it right. Mm, absolutely. And I, I congratulate you for doing this. And for eight years it's been going, and uh, hopefully for many more years to come. Uh, Want to play one more song from the uh, CD? And somebody would like to... Yeah, to for sure. Let's... Uh, maybe we can... Oh, it's a tough call. I want to play one by somebody that's playing again this year. Maybe we'll play one from a, a songwriter who I like on on this on this CD here. Mm-hmm. Let's hear track five. This is a this is we've been talking about traditional music, so on. Uh, but let's play an original song by Willie Gantram. This is his song called "Keep On Up," and he's he's a wonderful songwriter. Obviously has his roots in traditional music. This one is a really cool take on this kind of a slide guitar piece. Keep on up. Willie Gantram, and that was recorded in uh, 2012 at the Brooklyn Folk Festival, and the song uh, Keep On Up. Um, Eli Smith is with us today. He's the organizer, founder of this festival, member of the, the, the Downhill uh, uh, Strugglers, and radio show, 
promoter. I mean, what else do you do? I mean, <laughs> you keep busy. I got a lot of irons <laughs> in the fire right now. I, I'm working on a TV show and I'm managing Jalopy Records, the label of the Jalopy Theater. Of course, doing the Brooklyn Folk Festival that's coming right up as well as the Washington Square Park Folk Festival in the fall. It's a smaller outdoor free festival in Washington Square Park in Greenwich Village. In September, people can look out for that. And, uh, yeah, I play on the Downhill Strugglers. been producing some albums, this and that. The Downhill Strugglers are going on tour in May. You can check out our website if you want some tour dates um, for the Downhill Strugglers. And, yes, the Brooklyn Folk Festival coming up. 35 bands. Three days of music, uh, old-time string band, blues, jug band, freedom songs of the civil rights movement, uh, contemporary topical protest songs, uh, Syrian music, traditional Syrian, Mexican, Italian, and Ethiopian music, as well as some really nice songwriters. Uh, so much good music at the Brooklyn Folk Festival. You can look at brooklynfolkfest.com for the complete schedule and web links to all the bands as well as uh, you know, to get tickets and stuff. The tickets are very reasonable. There's some nice family events. There's the banjo toss, banjo throwing competition. There's a harmonica competition. See who the best harp player in the city is. Got some incredible harmonica players coming out to compete for the title this year. And a square dance and a swing dance. And uh, some incredible films uh, taking place. John Cohen, also an amazing filmmaker, is screening his Mountain Music of Peru film. Uh, several films at the Brooklyn Folk Festival this year. Build your own DIY instrument workshop. So there's a lot to take in at the Brooklyn Folk Festival. So please, please come if you can. And it's right there at St. Anne's Church in Brooklyn Heights. It's pretty easy to get there on the subway or driving and everything. So come it, on out. It sounds like you're going to need more than, than two and a half days to do this in the future. It's, it's, it's growing and That's growing. It's kind of insane, actually. Yeah, it's really like a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. We have bands coming in. We showcase the incredible talent in, in New York, of course, but we have bands coming up from the South, from uh, North Carolina and, and um, Georgia and Louisiana, as well as some incredible performers coming in from the West Coast. This may be your only chance this year to see Frank Fairfield, uh, the awesome Frank Fairfield yeah. from uh, California. I think this is his only gig on the East Coast this year is at the Brooklyn Folk Festival. Meredith Axelrod coming from San Francisco. So it's yeah, it's it's going to be a big time. Well, BrooklynFolkFest.com is the website. Again, it's going to be taking place April eighth through the tenth, St. Anne's Church, one fifty seven Montague Street in New in Brooklyn. And and Eli Smith, I, I want to thank you so much for coming by today. Uh, thank you. This has been a pleasure. And uh, and thank you also for all the great work you're doing and keeping the traditions going because uh, that's what's going to keep me on the air for, for another forty five years. So we'll see. Thanks a lot. <laughs> Yeah, we're going to end with one more song from, um, this was recorded in 2013. Uh, you want to introduce this one for yeah, us? Yeah, I thought I'd uh, play one for you from one of my bandmates in the Downhill Strugglers, who's a wonderful musician named Jackson Lynch. And he has his own arrangement on, on an old ballad called When First Unto This Country that Mike Seeger used to do in a, in a different way. Jackson has a wonderful version, so I thought we could close with that. When First Unto This Country from Jackson Lynch. Okay, thanks. And Eli Smith, thanks again for coming by today. Thank you. When first onto this country, a stranger I came. I courted a fair maiden, and Nancy was her name. I courted her for love, and love I did not mean. Could you think of any reason or right to complain? I courted dearest Nancy, I courted her day and night. I courted dearest Nancy, my own heart true delight. I courted dearest Nancy, I courted her day and night. Until I stole a great horse, plump looking and white.
The sheriff's men they followed and overtaken me. They courted me away to the penitentiary. They opened up the door and then they shoved me in. They cleared off my head and they shaved off my chin. They beat me and they banged me and fed me on dry beans. Till I wished to the true Lord I'd never been a thief. With my cap in my pocket and it on so bold. My coat of many colors like Jacob of Find myself quite lucky to still be alive. Well, I'll go to some alehouse where the liquor runs free. And when my glass is empty, boys, fill another one for me. All right, BrooklynFolkFest.com. It's going to be fun next weekend.